internet. Amazon queen, six feet. And yes, I'm pro ho. It's in my What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Dairy Thoughts. I am so excited to have my special guest here today. Um, she's been my girl uh, for a couple, almost a couple of years now, and we haven't even met yet. <laughs> but this, <laughs> but this, uh, Dan has been such a really good person, really good human being, and really good friend to me. And Dan also has has their own podcast, so it was about time for us to go ahead and do this quick little city girl link up. So, yes. Dan, sister, welcome. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to show some love on your podcast, and I am ready to get into some things, honey. Yes! <laughs> so, if y'all don't know, this is about to be a little ratchet episode, so, you know, put the kids, the pack the kids, pack your wives. So, yes. we, we about to get into some things. So, we'll do a quick little introduction. So, I met Dan from Clubhouse. Um, me and Dan have been around each other for over a year. Um, and I don't know what drew me. Dan's just, Dan's just the one, the realest, one of the realest bitches I've ever known. Um, Dan is so authentic, hilarious, and so genuine that you can't help but to fuck with it or not like it. And I just chose to fuck with Dan. And then holds me accountable. Then also is going to take up for you when you're not in the room. And we just kiki. We have a good. We have good. Good talks. Always we good do. talks. Never. Not, never had an argument. Never had a disagreement. It's just always been really good with Dan. And so that's how I met Dan. But you know, um, I don't know. I guess we can go ahead. Like what? Um, do you? I don't remember when I first met you. I don't. I don't remember. Our I, first... think, I think. I think. I came into one of your rooms, Shy, and that's and that was girl. That was back in the day when we was um uh doing uh Mary Kill the Fuck. Yes, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was one of like our, bo- our like our bottom appreciation rooms or some yes. shit. Yes. Think- yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan is very outspoken. Dan's gonna say what the fuck he gotta say, and got and baby, Dan they gonna hold nothing back. And I was like, this bitch. I like this bitch right now. I, so I was, I was like, this bitch is so, this bitch. I, when I first met you, I was like, this bitch is so extra, <laughs> but very, but 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 was very smart and intelligent and knew how to spoke and speak really well. And you got my ratchet ass bitch. I, I, sometimes I don't know what the hell come out of my mouth sometimes. But you, I think that when I met you, I was like, this is a, a fun person that I, I, I want to be around. And I enjoy just being in a room with you and sharing spaces with you. And, just, and also just having some good girl talk. I feel like mm-hmm. it's very important that we have people that, that we can relate to. Absolutely. And, and hold us accountable at the same time. Absolutely. And also, y'all, Ben dresses down Dan is for fashion. If y'all, I don't, I don't, I don't know who I could. I mean, Mar- the Marlo Hampton. If y'all want to look at Marlo Hampton as the queen of fashion, Dan is the motherfucking <laughs> king, bitch. Dan dresses down, and I love how you piece things together that people would say, "I don't, I don't see that going together. I don't think that goes together." Like you always push the envelope with with what you wear, and it just always works. It may not work for some of the rest of you hoes, but it works on Dan. And I just love how you just are so bold in your color choices, your patterns. Like, you're, there's nothing plain Jane about you. And I just Thank love you. that. Have you always been like that? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I got my fashion from my grandmother. Um, my grandmother passed away, like, maybe, oh, maybe four years ago. 
Um, and she always told me to she that you have to make sure you dress to impress. So even as a little boy, if I if I sent you pictures, you'd be like, oh my god, we I always had matching sets on, clean tennis shoes. I got a haircut once a week. Um, my mom and my grandmother kept me well dressed at all times because you never know who you who you're gonna meet or what room you're gonna be sitting in. That's right. So you have to realize the importance. Of first impression is a long lasting impression. And then as, as, as I went off to college, it kind of enhanced even more because I started being a manager at Forever 21. And I mean, I was be, I was more accessible to some of the pieces that people see around the world. So it was kind of like, hey, why not continue to love, to love what I do? You know what I mean? Right. I love that. So let's get, <clears throat> so I'm going to do, I like to do this with some of my guests. I'm going to do like a quick little three question challenge just to get wake things up just a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> First question, dark liquor or white? Dark. Okay, what is your favorite color? Blue. Okay, and who what is who is one man that is married that you wish you could have? Ooh. Maxwell? Oh, period. <laughs> period. I oh Denzel Washington. Okay, okay. See, so you know what? And the funny the funny thing is Funny thing is, when I first met you, I thought you liked a thug nigga. Like I thought you, were, I thought you liked a hood nigga. I and, used to back in the day when I was younger. But mm-hmm. as I started getting, oh, as I got older, I realized that trade, rob, steal, and kill. Mm. So I had to let it go. <laughs> trade will rob, steal, and kill you. Okay, so I that's what I thought. I, I let trade, trade. I let I, I left trade alone. Oh. Ain't that the damn truth, child? Mm-hmm. So what? Okay, so now you reside in um, um, ATL, mm-hmm. and what what brought you to ATL? Because you're originally from. Are you from Saint Petersburg? Saint Petersburg. You mm-hmm. know that's that's where Marlo is from. Yep, Marlo Hampton from Saint Petersburg. See, and y'all both in fact like listen. I love that. Yeah. So I had so I graduated from FAMU in two thousand and I think eleven. And I, you know, when I graduated, I always wanted to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So after I graduated, I packed my apartment up and I moved to Charlotte, not never been there, not knowing nobody there. I just packed up and I left. And when I got there, I was there for maybe like a year and a half or two. I hated it. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I don't have no kids. Nothing hold me back. So I picked up in 2014 and moved to, moved to Atlanta, and I've been here ever since then. I just I love Atlanta. I love the blackness. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the store, you see so many black people, um, so many different shades, so many different melanins. It's just, it's just a, I feel like uh, you know when you think about Atlanta, I think about the black Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that's what you get. I love that, and I don't know if I told you this, but I was supposed to go to FAMU. Really, I was um, I was at Alabama A and M University, and I really didn't like it. And so I said, okay, well, let me apply somewhere else. And mm-hmm. FAMU was on my list, and I actually was accepted. And I only reason I didn't go was because I was scared. Because the further away I was from my family, the more scared I was. Because Alabama was probably like an eight hour drive to Chicago, eight or nine mm-hmm. hours, um, because it was at the tip of um, Alabama. But if I would have went to Florida. That, that's another extra four hours, right? And then mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't know. My mother was like, I don't know. That's further away, but I would have been. I would have. I would have gone there around two thousand and 
I would have been like a, a 2007 or something like that. I would have started oh. like my sophomore year. I would have oh, been, wow. mm-hmm. and then I probably would have graduated in 2011, like like that. So I probably would, I probably would have met you. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. I feel like I feel like Sam, you changed my life in so many different ways. It matured me. Um, I, I became more of who I am today because of FAMU. I, I understand our, co- our culture a lot more because of FAMU. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met so many people from FAMU too as well. And I was like, even like coming to Atlanta and you see people that you go to, that went to FAMU, you may not know who they are, but you don't see them around. So you kind of right. like know them. So it's like that networking that you just, you just always will have no matter where you go. Yeah. I tell people all the time, um, I would never the most memorable experience I've had in my life was going to an HBCU. Yes. Like Ooh. that, there's nothing that is going to compare the experience I had going to an HBCU. What did, what did that experience mean to you? Um, you know, it's so funny because I, I, when I was growing up, I always went to, um, oh, I want to make sure you use the right verbiage. Uh, I went to, um, uh, it's not mixed, but you know what I mean. I went to a black, uh, you know, a, a, a predominantly white school, elementary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, high school, middle school. So I always wanted to get that feeling of going to HBCU. Um, and I feel like that's kind of why, you know, understanding your culture, is, I feel like is a lot. I feel like, yeah, you your, your parents teach you that. Yes, you learn that in middle school and high school. But when you go to HBCU, I feel like it's just different to see it. Yes. You see, you see people from all walks of life. Yes. You know what I mean? If you never, if you never got out your, you go to HBCU, you you see people from Chicago, mm-hmm. Detroit, Philly, Miami, and then you see how everybody acts so different because they're not from that one particular city. You learn so much. My, I think my room, my first roommate was from Miami, and then I had another roommate that was from Detroit. Two different type of people. When I say yep. one one thug, one kind of mild manner, it was just totally different. But that's what made me uh, choose FAMU. That's what made me, I was, that's my experience. I feel like it was just a really, really good experience. Yes, yes. Now, now, did you really get your first good sense of trade when you went to uh, FAMU? No, I got my, I got my good sense of trade when I was in high school. Because mm. I came from, because I was a, I came from a, I lived in a country city. So, well, you, you got to think about, in my city back then, it was maybe like, maybe six of us that was gay. And we was all we were at all the different high schools. So therefore, you know, I used to talk to guys that when I was running track, I used to cheer in high school. Um, some of the basketball players. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I got I got my trade back then. I think that my trade enhanced when I got my freshman year in college. But then when you realize that these boys are even crazier going mm-hmm. to HBCU, you kind of like especially because my my freshman year, I I lived in the um the dorm. And honey, when I say trade of all trade, and yes, I ma'am. About, you had to be very careful because these trade, that's why I got that saying trade or rob, still and kill because I had one of my good girlfriends um, met trade and then she ended, up, she ended up getting killed because of the fact that, you know, trade, like I said, rob, still and kill. So that's kind of mm-hmm. why I don't mess with, you know, DL. It trade no longer in my life because I lost a friend. From oh that. wow! I'm mm-hmm. so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I I I would have to agree with you. I did have my whole trade experience in high school, but I will say it was like times ten when mm-hmm. I went to college. <laughs> when I went down there, because and it's like they were bold, like they were yeah. so bold and would come up to you and just be so bold, but. 
and like they they like they girlfriend right over there. Like, mm-hmm. like I was fucking around with the nigga who was dating Miss Miss Alabama and the University. Mm-mm. Like, yes. Oof, I just said that on this podcast. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, well. It's, but it's it's but it's but it's heavy though. I feel like mm-hmm. you definitely right. It was just a different it was a different breed, you know. Yes, what I mean? Especially yes. like living in a dorm life, and you see the you seeing the boys, and you got to take a shower. Because in my dorm, we had a we had a um, the floor shower, shower. Mm-hmm. girl, child. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say for this podcast, girl, child. See, I let me. I lived mm-hmm. in a dorm that we had our own shower, but my dorm it was the most expensive dorm on campus. But I didn't know it was the the dorm that all of the athletes used. Ooh. So like they always put the athletes in this dorm. Like that was the, you know, the perk, you know, you have your own bathroom and all those things. So I wasn't aware about that. I just told my mama, I'm not, I don't want to do no community shower. And so she said, okay, well you have to go to this dorm. And so I went to that dorm, not aware that I was going to be greeted by all the football team. Because remember they go to campus early before we get there because they already training and getting ready for the season. Mm-hmm. And baby, oof. Get into <laughs> some things. Some yes, things. yes, <laughs> yes. I was not prepared. But here we are. So let's let's um let's let's move on. So one thing about you that I also like is that you you are uh, you are you are about your your career. You are about you know, you got things going on. You're about your, you got goals, and you have things um, in plan, uh, in place because you, you, you know, you don't want you have you have you have plans for your future. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what I wanted to know is, with with all of that, how do you do you think that you have to only solely focus on work and you know your businesses, or are you able to do that as well as try to date and look for companionship? Well, I think that I think that when it comes to your career and your goals, those are your goals, and your goals are not going to change. They only can enhance throughout, you know, your life. So I feel like when it comes to uh, a significant other or having someone to share your goals with, if it comes, it comes. It doesn't, doesn't. But I'm not looking for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do want to have that balance, and that's kind of why. I, that's why I believe in hanging out, going out, with my friends enjoying life um because i feel like you can't be so at one point in my life i was so um career driven to where i didn't have much of a social life mm-hmm. and then i regret certain things like damn i wish i could go out on, on this saturday or dang i wish i could do this but i couldn't because i was always working and i feel like you can have all the money in the world but you can be miserable yes so i feel like you have to have that balance so when it comes to just work I feel like I want to balance that out, but then also I want to make sure I have that social. If I meet someone along the on, along this journey, it's cool. But if I don't, I'm fine too. But at least I gave it a chance because I right. feel like I thought at one point in time, I was like, "Damn, I want to be with someone." So I was looking, but when I was looking, I was on all the wrong people. Right. And I felt like, okay, so let me take a back seat and let me let me evaluate. Because see, sometimes we have to evaluate ourselves first and see like what can we do differently. And I, I guess we'll call it self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was seeking the wrong people. Mm. And I wasn't giving the right people the chance. Right. So when I changed that, that's when I started meeting more guys with substance. Got you. Um, have you, um, 
like you know, by living in Atlanta, you know, you know what everyone says about you know being being um, gay and living in Atlanta. It's like everyone's gay, everyone's you know uh, feminine, everyone's you know not everyone. Everyone's either fucking around or, or somebody everybody already in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you navigate like that? in Atlanta? Like, do you just feel as though the person you're supposed to meet is not in Atlanta? Um, do you think that they are? Like, how do you navigate trying to date in Atlanta? Well, so I used to, I used to think that before I moved to Atlanta, and I tell people all the time, it's like visiting Atlanta and living here is two different things. Mm-hmm. Yes, the circles are very small, but there are some guys who you just don't know. You Think about it, people move every day in their life. So guess what? Every day, someone moving into another city, and it could it could be Atlanta, and that's, that's one true. person that you don't even. That's true. So I feel like what I do is I kind of make sure that I feel like I'm very popular in Atlanta. I'm I just kind of be very mindful who I talk to and how I talk to them and watch who they who they who they hang out with, and you can piece it together yourself. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like everybody is a whole in Atlanta? No. Do I feel like there's some good guys in Atlanta? Yes. But I feel like you have to also. Present yourself to sit at those tables with those good guys too. Those established men go to these nights when these guys have like these nice galas or guy galas. You go to these uh, nice brunches with these nice guys so you can meet these those type of guys mm-hmm. because you have to realize the importance where you go is where you're gonna meet them. So if you meet somebody in the club, or if you go to the club all the time, you're gonna meet them in the club. You have to change your, you gotta change your table that you sit at so you can meet different type of guys. So I will say that the stigma about Atlanta, I feel like that's the stigma for every city that you're in. That's true. That's true. Because I I feel the same way about Chicago, but I do feel as though that I don't position myself. I think you have to position yourself in the right places to Mm -hmm. meet the, to meet the right person. You know, if it's just going, going to a different bar or going to a different, you know, spot that you don't go on a regular on a different day, like not on Mm -hmm. a Saturday, not on a Friday, maybe a Thursday, you know, maybe go on a Wednesday night when it's just, you know, a karaoke night or whatever the case may be and you never know who you're going to pop and run into. And go along. And go I like, along. I feel like people people are scared to um, have a self-care time with themselves. Mm-hmm. See, I think the, 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 the object is you got to love yourself first for somebody else to love you. Right. And when you, if you can't go somewhere by yourself and have a good time by yourself, you need an extra crowd, then how can you get that person sometimes? I feel like mm-hmm. you have to kind of, again, position yourself to be at different tables. So, I don't mind going to the bar by myself because I know how to tell what if I meet somebody at the bar because I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak, you know, I, I can I know how to, I know how to run my mouth to somebody, you know what I mean? So I feel like right. if you have that gift of gab to do that kind of thing, I feel like you should never be scared to go out by yourself to meet people. Right. I love that. I love that. Then you know, we've been on Clubhouse for um, almost two years now and you know that we've come across um a lot of <laughs> a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, um, we've been able to clock, clock a lot of people's teas, you know, know when they're lying and know when they, when, they, when they tell the truth. How do you, how do you stay so true to yourself? You know, I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of people show up with it as who they think they should be when they're around certain people. You know, it's so many people that I don't know the real them on that app. Mm-hmm. And even the ones I met in person, sometimes I still feel like they're not showing up as their true, authentic self. How do you say? How do you stay true to yourself, regardless of what, who's around you, or uh, what's going on? 
Um, I, I think I think first and foremost, I think I I, I know who I am, mm-hmm. and I know who I was before I even got on the app. Mm-hmm. And I always I'm always gonna be that person who I know that I am. And I feel like what happens is on the app, you have a chance to be whoever you want to be. That's why you know people come up with these different names. Um, that's not even their real name because they have a chance to redesign who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason why I'm so so good at being who I am is because all I know how to be is to be me. All I know is people gonna pe- I realize that people are gonna like me for being me. And I feel like what happens is so many people feel like they're not liked by who they really are. That's why they get on the app to change um, who they are so people can start liking them. So that's kind of why they be more um, performative to certain situations or things because of the fact that they don't know who they are. They haven't found themselves yet. Right. So right. it's easy for me to get on the app. I can say my name is Dan- Danny. And guess what? Everybody going to tell me, call me Danny. And my real name is Daniel. Now I don't hear who Daniel really is to now Danny. Mm-hmm. I have a cute, I got a cute picture up. So people are filling my picture. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I, got, I got a good conversation. My voice is a little more masculine. So, hey, I fit in with the crowd. Is that why you think people um, on the app are so conformative where they can't just be their true authentic self? Yeah. I thought they're lacking something. Um, and I feel like, you know, um, your childhood upbringing affects your adult lifehood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's very important that people don't understand that part too. I feel like people need therapy. And I feel like it's okay Ooh. to say that. Um, and I Same feel way. like, you know, hurt people hurt people. So when you're when you when you are uh, I call it damaged good, you can't help but to be something or to perform to something that you're not that you know that you can't keep up. Right. That's why we have so many people that we catch in live because of the fact they talk so much to try to fit into certain situations when that's not even really them from the get go. Or they want to talk educated and they're not, they're not, they ain't, they don't even, they don't, they ain't even there yet. But, you know, who am I to judge those people? But I just back and I just observe these people and I know how far to go with those people now that, you know, when they, like, when they sit they, there and they say, well, you, when it's trying to show you who they are, believe them. Yes. That's the same thing on the app. But I feel yes. like I'm true to myself because of the fact. All I know how to do is be myself, and I like people love me. People love Dan. People love Dennis. So therefore, when I got on the app, all I had was my name was Dan. I didn't have my Instagram up. I didn't have nothing in my bio. And if you on my bio, and I still have anything because I feel like if I want to open the door for me to get to know you, I open that door. But if I don't, I don't have to. Right. And you get what you see. Have you? Um, well, you know um, how you know I've been in quite a few you know, situationships on, um, on that app mm-hmm. <laughs> that have gone sour. Um, have you seen, like, sit back and watched um, relationships come and go off the app, whether it's platonic or romantic, and has it, has it left you hesitant to pursue, um, you know, pursue anything with certain individuals because of how you've seen how other how they've responded to others or how other people have treated each other most definitely um i feel like when you hear like the app and some of the things they say about each other um it makes you realize that we all met the same way how how i know that you want to be the same as that way you did that person mm-hmm. who i deal with who has my phone number that's why you all, i always say like who am in a group chat I don't know if I'm in that group chat, and it's not that I'm being funny, but I realize that I need to protect my peace. Right. And I need to be, I need to be very, 
I need to be very cautious on who I allow in my circle. Yes, we talk all the time, and that's a circle within themselves, but you have to think about it. So that's the one big circle, but we also have individual circles that we're in, too, with text messages and, and, and threads and stuff. And I, I have to ask myself, do I want this person to be in my bubble? Mm-hmm. And you have to be selective because I feel like, you know, when people show you are believe them, and I feel like a lot of people have showed their hand. It's like playing spades. They don't show their hand. And sometimes we feel like, okay, we'll deal again and we'll try all over again. But some of the stuff's not even worth it because if you'll do your friend like that, someone who's supposed to be your friend, you'll do me the same as that way if I make you mad. Right. And so you I know what? See, I don't see them come and go. And you know, it's so interesting because a lot of my listeners are not from Clubhouse. So when I talk about Clubhouse, I've got emails like, you know, is this real? Do these things really be happening on the app? And it's like, then just confirmed to y'all, yes. And mm-hmm. we talk, me and you talk a lot about, you know, relationships on the app. And the one thing that we constantly talk about and is a re- reoccurring theme is, are y'all really friends? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've just never been in a position to where I would talk to a friend any type of way. And we 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 literally witnessed this today um, on the app. And it was like, you know, I just don't understand how you call me a friend and you could speak to me the way you speak to me or if you call me a friend and you can talk about me the way you talk about me. And I, I'm be honest with you, it, it's it's left me after after like this time last year, I was in Dallas with a lot of people. Like literally today, I was in Dallas last year and I was terrified to go because of how so many other linkups have happened on that app that have, Mm -hmm. people have fallen out, you know, people falling out, people talking about each other. And, you know, even after last year, I said, like, I don't want to go on group, group trips anymore. You know, I would love to go and link up with individual people that I fuck with, but it seems like people just, you know, take that word friend and use it so loosely, mm-hmm. you know, on that app. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that when, when I think about my friends, I think of my, my friends are like my other family. Mm-hmm. And, and I think because when I went off to college, um, I, went, I went by myself. So I didn't have I didn't have no family in, in Tallahassee. So my friends became my family. So that's that's why as an adult. I value all my friendships. And that's why when I, when I, when what happened on Clubhouse, the first thing I texted, I was like, I would never talk to you like that, no matter how pissed off I got with you. Mm-hmm. And if we had to have a tough conversation as a friend, I have your number. Yes. I'm going to call you and say, like, look, bitch, now you know what you did was fucked up. Now I appreciate that shit you did. We may talk like that to each other, but like the stuff that he was, that was said, people fail to realize that words hurt people. Mm-hmm. And when you put that stuff in the atmosphere in front of so many people, how can you? How can you take that back without apologizing publicly? Right. And I think that's my issue as a person. Um, and even as a, just me as a person, like I try to be very careful on how I deal with people because of the fact that I don't want to apologize. I don't want to have to say I'm sorry for something because I said something wrong and I realized that words hurt. Right. And I never want to say something to somebody who I care about that could damage how they view me after something that was like a misunderstanding. Do you think that people have, I think I, this is what I think is going on. I think some people are confusing the word. I'm, I think they're confusing the friendship with being strategically placed with people. Ooh, ooh. 
I want to. I want to tell that at this table. So I'm gonna act this way in front of this person to let mm-hmm. them, to make them feel that I'm this person. And I'm mm-hmm. not that person. Yep. Ooh. I think people are strategically choosing their friendships instead of them being authentic. You know, and I think you know. A, a real friendship for me, like like you know, most of your real your real friends, you kind of don't remember how y'all met. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have an idea of this is what drew me to you, but if it's really like truly authentic, it it happens so organically that you you forget some of the details of how you all met. But mm-hmm. I do think that a lot of people on this app have strategically place themselves in the good graces with people so that they can have an ally or at least uh, perform or, or let the other person feel like they're performing in a way where they, that person will appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm taking, I, I'm guessing by your response, you agree with me. A percent times, a hundred, a 10% again. Period. And, and we see it every day, all day. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question to you is, why do you want to be close to that person that bad to damage what you already have? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's scary. It is. And if you if and if you do, if you're doing somebody that you've been knowing for four or five years, what do you do? For, what, what what you do? What you do? The little old me who you only been knowing for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I and you know I think I think what also uh, one of the beauties of the app that I will say is that. I've been able to form, I think, truly genuine friendships with a few people that I haven't mm-hmm. even met yet. Like, I, I consider you as one of my friends. Most and definitely. we haven't even met yet, <laughs> you know? But it's coming. I'm, 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 I'm going to see your ass uh, on this but year. You know, but you know what? You know what? And I, I think that I said this when I first got on the app. Girl, it's just an app. It's just an app. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, it's just an app. You know, we, girl, my real friend. And I feel like that's not... That's, it's, it's, it is an app, but it's not just an app because right. we have some really intense conversations and stuff. And, you know, and I feel like it's not, we, I've met some really good people. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I have met some really, some, some, I like, some people I'm like, girl. And then we like, you know, like when I went to DC and I met like uh, a couple people, mm-hmm. it was as if I've been on it for years. Right. And that's scary. But the, <laughs> But the relationship that we don't have and build on the app, and because we talk so daily and we talk about certain things and we talk about school, we talk about work, and we talk about how to be a better to be a better you. It's because I remember like, girl, I've been on it for five years and I've been on you for maybe six, seven months. And it's scary, but it's it's factual. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Um, so uh, let's talk about something else. Um, I you know. For those of you who don't know, Dan has really been committed to um, his health and, you know, really just, you know, working out. And I, the commitment that you have getting up and being somewhere at five o'clock in the goddamn morning every day, I don't know mm. how you do it because we'll still be on the app, you know, maybe, you, you know, if we fall asleep on the app or whatever, but you, I, I, I'm on Instagram, on Snapchat, your ass is in that car. You know, at your, at your workout place, and it's like, what made you say, you know, I, I, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be consistent with it. And how do you feel now since you've been so consistent? 
Oh, well, you know, how, I don't know if I would tell you, but high blood pressure um, runs deeply in my family. Um, heart attacks and um, cardiac arrest. My, my, my grandfather passed away in his backyard, had a heart attack. My grandmother, mm. she had cardiac arrest and she passed away in her home. Oh, wow. Um, so it's kind of like what I did was I realized that I want to live a, 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 a lot longer my grandmother passed away when she was 65. My my uh, grandfather, I think he was like 60. So they were young. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I kind of wanted to, you know, change just the how I how I view life. Um, because those are people that are very close to me. So I said, I need to change how I eat. And when I started to get my ass up, you know, and, you know, we had a COVID going on and COVID yeah. weight. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And it's so funny. One of my good friends went, started going to the gym. He was like, bitch, you need to get up and go to the gym. I was like, I ain't going to do fuck that shit. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. And I liked it. And I, I, I love how I felt. I feel good going to the gym. I feel good getting up and, you know, getting my day started. Now that I work from home, it feels good to get, that's my only time I get out of the house right. unless I'm going out. But I get out in the morning, do my workout. And then I come back home and get myself ready for work. And I start my day and I said, I feel really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I just feel good inside and out. And I, I mean, I just feel like I'm, I'm doing it for me, but also I'm doing it to make sure that I live a little longer. Cause I'm thinking yes. like my, you know, my, my grandparents were very young when they passed away. So I kind of want to exceed them. Yes. I love that because you've actually, you know, motivated me. Like I talk to uh, me and Maurice talk about it all the time. Like, damn, we getting it. Like you, are, you are at that gym. Hey, and, and it's all about taking. I mean, and I tell you all the time is that even with me, you know, it was it was hard as hell. But you know what I I tell him about you know take your first step, maybe make a walk around your neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Take, jog up your up up and down your stairs for five or ten minutes. Take your first step to do something different that you wasn't doing, and you'll feel a lot better. I mean, you know, I stay in a two story house, so going up the stairs. I was like, oh, child, now nah, I be running up and down the stairs. Like, I feel like, okay, I'm a, I'm a uh, Batman now, you know? So I just feel like it, it definitely, it definitely feels good to um, see my results. I mean, I've been taking pictures in, 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 my, in, in my mirror, see how I look, and I definitely see it. Am I, am I where I want to be? No. But I feel like, I mean, I feel like I've been doing really good to get mm-hmm. myself up out the house to make it happen for myself. I love it. I love it. I love that. I love that so much. So you did just mention that, you know, you have your own home. Now, was this your first purchase of a home? Yes. My, this is my first. This is not, this is my first uh, home. It's not my forever home, but it's my first home. Right. How did that, how did that, what was that, how, what was that moment for you? Oh, God. let me, so it was so, you know, I feel like, you know, we always hit this 30 mark and we're like, oh my God, I'm going to have me a house by the time I'm 30. I'm going to have me a house with a white picket fence. And with me, 30 came in, 30 had came and gone, and I still didn't have a house. So I think mm-hmm. I bought my house when I was like 30, 33, mm-hmm. uh, 32. And I was like, you know, what I did was I was staying in an apartment um, and I was paying $2,000 a month for my apartment, one bedroom. And you know, at that time, it was just me living alone. I mean, when I tell you my apartment had everything, it was, like I say, luxury of other luxury, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So what I did was, if and no one knows, I ended up moving out my apartment, and I moved to like the hood, and I was paying five fifty a month. And when I tell you, it had the window air condition, it had um at nighttime I heard a little 
boop, 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 with a little gunshot. I was nervous Ooh. as hell. But what I did was I put myself in an uncomfortable situation for a better outcome. Wow. Um, and I stayed there for maybe a year. And then I ended up breaking my lease because um, I had got my house built from the ground up. So it was kind of like, and during that process, I was hustling. I was working. I was doing overtime. I was making everything I needed to make sure I had to do it. I needed to do fix up my credit, make sure my credit was lined for the house. And then I was able to purchase me a home. So I wow. had to put myself in an uncom- uncomfortable situation to, for, my, for my, my better outcome. Because, I mean, honestly, it's just me. I'm single. I'm not going to lie to nobody. I don't have money like that. I, don't, I didn't have money to give uh, a down him on a home. You know what I mean? I had, to, I had to get it from the muscle. So I feel like I had to do what I had to do for myself. I mean, let me tell you, so it was bad because I, I went from a one-bedroom with a walk-in closet to a, a one-bedroom with a, 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 a side closet. My living room became my closet. It was, when I say a hot mess, I didn't mm. like no one over there at all. I had lights, I had water, and I had food. And I did wow. it for like almost a whole year. And I mean, I took pictures and everything. You'll be, I'm about to see some pictures. You'll be like, whoa, you stayed there? Oh my God. You know, but I did what I had to do. Wow. That is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't really share that with people because I guess people don't really ask me that question either. They don't really ask me like how, you know, what the steps, you know, but yeah, that's what I did. It was really, because, really cool. you know, I, I think it's amazing, uh, an amazing accomplishment for someone in their thirties to purchase their own home especially a black man. And so that's why I felt like I needed to, I wanted to ask you that because, you know, that's not a story for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I definitely wanted to know how did that moment feel when you walked into your home and this is just like, this, this shit is mine. I I, I cried. I couldn't believe Mm -hmm. it. Um, um, And it's so funny because I bought my house in April and then my grandmother passed away in June, so I, I had a lot going. I had a lot going on, right? Um, just in my life you know, around that time, and I, I, I say God continued to bless me. You know, I tell I tell you all the time, put God first in your life. You know, and if you don't believe Him, start believing in Him. You know what I mean? Right. And you have to realize the importance of praying. You have to pray at night before you go to bed, and pray in the morning for you before you start your day. Yes. Um, just to thank God for where you for where you've been and where you try to go. And I feel like if you let God lead you, you can get anything you want. But yes. you have to believe it first, but you have to also pray at the same time. That is true. Um, I know this is this is another question that's not on the outline, but it came up mm-hmm. to my mind that you know I've heard your mother on the app a couple of times, and you know you'll say, "I'm going out with my mama. We're going to go to hookah," and like you have such a, a close relationship with your mother. And mm. I just wanted to know, like, how is that? Like, because you know you all hang out, like you know, like your good girlfriends. Um. Well, so I don't know if I ever told you about it, but my mom, my, you know, with COVID happening and death and stuff, and then my grandmother passing away, who I was really close with, um, I want my mom to my mom to move close to me. Mm. I have this, I have a, I have a four bedroom home. I'm thinking, like, I'm like, well, girl, you need to come in and, and get one of these rooms over here, and little me. So my mom would never move, mm-hmm. but I kind of tossed her into packing up and leaving, and she and she moved. And we were, she moved in with me, and I feel like that's one of the best things I ever could do. You know, I don't really have, I, again, I protect my energy, so I don't have guests like that coming to my home. And if I have guests on my mom, I'm gonna go upstairs and keep moving. But you know, like it's 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 amazing. My mom, my mom had me when she was 16, I mean 15, and the next day she turned 16. So we kind of we kind of grew up together. Like I'm I'm 37, my mom is what 54. 
Right. So we kind of like we 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 we've been through the struggle together. So right. that's my girl. So that's why we have that good relationship, and we, you know, we make it happen for each other. Like I know that if no one has my back, she has my back. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what what is what does Dan what is Dan looking for in a man? You know, you know, we we we, we no one's perfect, but if you could. You know what is the what are some qualities that you are that you would be look that you are looking for in a partner? Um, I want somebody that's honest, someone that's authentically them. I want someone that loves their family because I love my family, and I know that you know my mom is not going away until until the good Lord call her home. Um, I want someone that's that's stable. You ain't gotta be rich or you ain't gonna have a lot of money, but you know you know how you know your next meal gonna come from. I want someone that's gonna genuinely love me for me inside and out. Yes. Um, I think that it's very important. I feel like sometimes people like that. People like what you bring to the table, but they may not, they may not like the outer layer of you, on how you may look or what you or how you may possess yourself or your feminine. Your you being too feminine for the naked eye. I mm-hmm. want somebody that, that really loved Dan for Dan inside mm-hmm. and out. I love that. And you know, as you as you just um said, you know, you are, you know, do you consider do you consider yourself more um more feminine? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that when I walk in room, you know that I'm gay. Right. I don't think you have to question it or you have to ask, like, Great, is she gay? Is she, you you kind of know already. Mm-hmm. Do you think as someone who is more feminine presenting and, you know, someone who's a little thicker, do you think that, you know, dating has been, you know, tougher? Um, or do you think that, you know, you, you've seen your good share of opportunities with people? I feel like I, I feel like I've I feel like I've um, seen my good share of people, but I will say that I think that being showing up in the room the way I show up, I feel like it makes people like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Oh, he's too feminine, or he's dressed kind of crazy, or he, you know, his beard too long. I mean, it just it just depends on where I'm at, you know what I mean? And I feel like honestly, that's kind of where the scratch men more than the gay men. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird, but. It's I true. Like me, I thought the straight man was gonna come after me more than the than, than the gay man. Why? I don't know, but he don't have to really guess. It's because exactly. It's because of your confidence. It's because of when you walk in the room, you know who you are, and you, and you and they don't have to guess or second guess you. They don't have to sec. And, and most people who show up like you live a private life and don't have people in their business. Mm-hmm. And you can date, you know, trade, you know, or or deal, man, and they know, and they're going to know that you're going to keep your mouth closed because of the way you already show up. And I think that that's why they are they are attracted to people like you. They're attracted to people like me. You know, I've 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 dated, I've been with celebrities that don't nobody know about. You know, I've dated, you know, you know, I've been with people that don't nobody know about. That's because it's nobody's business. But you mm-hmm. know, I think that. They don't have to second guess you or your intentions and who you are, and I think that that's what that is, honestly. Mm, that's that, that sounds about right. So my last question for you, sister. Okay. Is where do you see yourself within the next five to ten years? Ooh, in the next five or ten years, um, I think I'll be on my third home. Um, I think that I my I have a group home. Um, I probably have two of those by 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 then within the ten years. Um, I'll probably have me a, a baby. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be a twins or one. Um, I think I'll probably be a relationship because I feel like I, I feel like I'm I'm relationship um worthy. You know what I mean? I feel Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm, I'm deserving of me a 
of a, a happy fairy tale. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I realized the importance too is that I feel like I'll be. Uh, I'm already happy, but I thought like I'll be even happier when I'm when I find that Mr. Right. Absolutely. Well, since you did bring it up, um, I wasn't going to mention this, um, but you did mention your group home. Um, do you mind explaining what your group home is going to be about? Um, I want to do a group home for what well, kind of like a assisted living for um, battered or uh, drug users uh, who needs a, a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to give them a home to uh, a, a home, a fresh start home. Mm-hmm. So I want to open up a group home for uh, men and women. So, but as you know, that a, a, a man and a woman can't stay in the same home. So it'll be a a man group home and a women's group home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to have that open within a, within a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a very ambitious goal. Yeah, I've been working hard on it. Uh, but just coming, and making sure that it, you know, dot my eyes and crossing my t's. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's it's regulated by the government. You have to make sure that you have everything on point because especially if you want to get uh, funding for it and you want to make sure that they pay you for doing it, you know? Right, right. I love that, Deanne. Thank um, you. But yes, but sister, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank I'm, you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Before you go, um, I know, um, can you just tell um, tell the, um, the listeners about your podcast? And, you know, I know you, have, you haven't done any uh, episodes as of yet. You know, but I know you're gonna come back with some episodes because we need to hear you. Yes, but, but let us know about <laughs> your podcast. So my podcast is called Vintage Den Edition, um, and what I do is basically um, it's just raw and cut. I mean, anything that comes to my mind, I try to talk about it. I think my next topic is gonna be dating after thirty. Um, I think that we definitely need to get into some things about that because I mean. I'm 30 and I'm still single. I, I need to know why. So I, I think on, on that next episode, I'm going to be um, Iyanla Venzuela fixing my own life, okay? <laughs> um, and then you can meet you on, on my Instagram as Vintage Den too as well. And I'm just I'm just here just trying to live a good life, make some money, grind, and, and you know, like Puff Daddy say, stay in my bag. If I want to know this I'm just trying to stay in my bag. Absolutely. Well, sister, thank you so much. I truly thank appreciate you, you for doing this podcast. It's long overdue. I'm glad we were oh, God, able to do yeah. it. I appreciate you, and thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes, and thank you all so much for tuning in to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Until next time, bye, y'all. Bye-bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. 